Hey everyone, Kate and Tamara here. Today we are going to be talking about suffering and how important it is to hold on to hope during that time. We're also going to be sharing some personal stories. And on that note, if you've ever lost someone and you wonder if they really hear you, I've got a pretty compelling story to let you know that yes, they do. And we're also going to talk about the upcoming holiday season of Easter. So stay tuned. You're listening to New Beginnings Healing Ministry Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Tamara. And we're your hosts. We've personally seen God at work in our own lives and in those around us. We see the Christian life as a battle, and it's one we're willing to fight. Join us as we talk about faith, family, hope, and healing. We believe that where there's hope, there's healing. And with each and every day comes a new beginning. society. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have fallen into the trap of consumerism. And what I mean by that is when you walk into a store to go buy your Halloween candy or your your outfits for your kids, you're bombarded by Christmas stuff. Yeah. It's just insane. It's like, can we just get there one holiday at a time? Right. You know? Kate, what what did you mention earlier? You mentioned that how much is spent? 27.4 billion what? worldwide. That's just that, yes. that's just insane. <laughs> like really one day, yeah, cards and chocolate, I guess. <laughs> it gets a little out of control. And it's funny because I I would think that many people don't even know the real reason mm-hmm. why we even celebrate Valentine's Day. It's not that, va- it's St. Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, which is actually, you know, it's about St. Valentine who, Tamara, what was the, he was, he a, was a priest that, he, he blessed marriages of yes, young yes, people. Yes. Um, which was kind of against the rules or the laws back then. So he he saw marriage for what it really is, you know, a covenant. And he allowed that and Mm -hmm. he he encouraged it. Mm -hmm. So So he's a patron saint of marriages. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not just Cupid, I guess. No, no, not not Cupid. No, no. (laughs) So, yeah. And Tamara, you know, you were talking like St. Pat's, you know, a lot of people. (sighs) Yeah. Right? Like so many people think St. Patrick's Day is a day of, oh, let's go to a parade. Parades hey, that's fun. Drinking. We go, we do parades yeah. and stuff like that. But just an excuse to go out drinking, go to the bars, whatever people do. But you know what? It's St. Patrick's Day is really about St. Patrick. So we just got to take, you know, different holidays that come throughout the year. We just really, you know, as Christians and as Catholics, we need to figure out the real meaning of all of those so that we yeah. can receive that holiday well. And I was, uh, I was thinking, you know, as... As a Catholic, I have really fallen in love with, of course, Jesus mm-hmm. over the years, but our faith. And I think it is just so neat how, you know, Christmas, we don't just celebrate Christmas Christmas Day. We spend the time leading up to Christmas as Advent, you know, and it's a time of preparation and a time of anticipation for the gift that we're going to receive so that we receive it well. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Easter. You know, we don't just celebrate Easter. We celebrate, I don't want to say celebrate because it's not a time of celebration. It's a time of suffering and a time of mourning so that we can prepare ourselves to receive such a blessing Mm -hmm. of, you know, Jesus rising from the dead on Easter. So we have the time of Lent. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, you know, we thought we would share a couple of our stories, um, very personal stories, to let you know that, you know, it this time of Lent, this time of suffering, we, we have these times throughout our life. 
And it's a time that we can grow closer to each other, closer to God, and closer in our faith. So, or I should say deeper in our faith. Mm -hmm. Um, So Tamara, why don't you tell, she had a really neat story, and I I think (laughs) she should share it with you, um, just about feeling lonely. I think a lot of people in today's world are so lonely. And I think, you know, the depression rates, the anxiety, the Mm -hmm. mental illness, it's just, it seems to be out of control. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it comes with just starting to feel lonely and completely isolated. So Tamara, just share your story, you know, and we thought, you know, with Valentine's Day being a couple weeks ago, we would share how we met our husbands because it kind of fits, you know, in line with what we're talking about. So Tamara, go ahead. Okay. My, my story is very personal, but I feel compelled to share because it shows the sense of hope and how God answered my prayer, even though I wasn't really in the best place, um, spiritually or religiously. I mean, I always loved going to church when I was a teenager and I did pray, but I clearly was not in the same place that I've, you know, really grown to be in over the past two years. So the story is very personal. Um, but I, like I said, I feel compelled to share. So, um, how I met my husband, my husband, and I, like I said, we've been together for about 20 years. So now you'll know how old so I am after crazy. I say but this you're story. you're not old. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. How old are you? I don't know. I'm 36. Yes. So I'm old. old. I'm older than you. You're not at all. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I met, so what? Okay, so like I said, this is very personal. So when I was a teenager, I was 17 years old, and it was the summer before my senior year in high school, and I was lonely. And I had friends, but I just kind of was in like a lonely stage. I wasn't really close to anybody. So I remember sitting on my bed, and I remember praying. And I just put my hands together, and I looked up, and I said, Lord... I'm sorry if this sounds weird, but I am ready to meet my husband. <laughs> right? Like, who knows? And what, what 17-year-old? I was like, that's right. Like, who? But most people aren't, and that's understandable. Right. But right? you were ready. I was ready. And right. um, I don't tell many people this story. Hardly anybody knows. I don't know if anybody really even knows this story, but I'm sharing it now. Um, so I prayed, and I told him I was ready to meet my husband. I was like, wow, I, this is really bold, but I'm just, I'm here I am doing this. And um, so a week later... My husband, if he's hearing this, he's, once he does hear this, he's going to laugh so hard. Um, I get a phone call, and it was on my little landline yellow phone in my yellow room, and it's this young boy named Pat. And um, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do know who you are. Um, I've seen you around at the gym. And I'm kind of like, how did he even get my number? I didn't give him my number. And he, he knows what I'm talking about. Um, he apparently got my phone number off an application that I filled out to go work at the same gym that he worked at, that he worked at. And, um, he, I guess, knew more about me than I knew about him and, and his friends knew me. So I guess that's kind of where we kind of intertwined. But, um, anyway, so he called me up and he asked me on a date and I was like, wow, okay, sure. So we went on our first date and it was the most amazing date, like just so simple, but so amazing. He brought me one flower. Just one simple flower. I didn't need a dozen, just one. Came to my door, opened up my car door, and played the most sweetest music. Like, just just so innocent. Just music to this day that still, like, touches my heart. Like, I still like to listen to. And we had the best first date, and we were like glue. We were with each other, I kid you not, for the first, I don't want, I want to say six months, maybe a year, every single day. Wow. Every single day. We were like glue. <laughs> and um, I just knew, like, there was something so special about him. And... So I just, how long did you date then? Gosh, we dated. Well, we broke up a few times, like, you know, because we were young kids, yeah. you know, but the first year we were so solid. And okay. um, we dated, gosh, we got married when I was 23. So we got engaged when I was 21. Um, actually, the night before Easter. Oh, funny. <laughs> so That's playing funny. in the yeah. lead here. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we, so we dated for about six years. We've been married now. We're going on 13. 
we're on our 20th year of dating um and i have more stories to share just Mm -hmm. i I can't wait to share some other stories of certain places we've been at the same time and we didn't know it praying Mm -hmm. yeah crazy and like far away places too Mm -hmm. um but that's our story and that's how we are and we're you know my husband is my best friend and i i just i don't know what i'd do without him because he's just such an amazing man but we've grown so much together over the last few years so that's wonderful so that's my story I love it. Thank you so much for for sharing your story. And I think what I like best about it is that at a moment when you were feeling so lonely and, you know, desiring so much, you didn't just turn to other things to fill that void. Instead, you turned to God and you boldly said what you needed and you asked him to fulfill that for you. And I think if we all did that during those times of um, loneliness and you know states of depression and all of that I think that this world would be a very different place if we all did that so thanks again for sharing your story Tamara and as for my story of how I met my husband um, it does happen to be one of my favorite stories not only about him but also about my younger brother Dan who I mentioned before in, in the last episode um, that he did die very tragically and that was back in 2009 so this story as to how I met my husband actually has a lot to do with my younger brother, Dan. And I'm telling you, if you have lost a loved one, you need to listen to the story because I really hope that it, it shows you that it is possible to still communicate with our loved ones and we should be praying for them and, and hoping that they are in heaven. So let's go back to 2009 my brother was killed in August okay so it was about a year after we were coming up right on that one year anniversary you know we had made it through a few firsts without him you know different holidays and and stuff like that his birthday and you know it was just a really difficult time and to add to that we were my mom and I we were supposed to be signing a lease for a business that we were opening on the day of the accident So clearly that did not happen. We pushed it off about a month and, you know, we did, we wondered, you know, should we still do this? Should we still, you know, obviously we didn't feel like doing anything at that time, but we went through with it and thank God we did because it was, I think it was a blessing in disguise. You know, my mom and I, we were able to spend every day together from, you know, I, I lived at home at that point, but even to be at home during or be at the office during the day with each other, it was like a therapy session. We would get there hours before we were supposed to open just so we could have coffee and talk and laugh and cry and, you know, do whatever we needed to do. And it was just amazing that God would provide us that opportunity to sort of help each other heal during that time. And also, you know, each day, depending on who was having a a bad day, we would, you know, one would man the desk while the other one went into the storage room and had a breakdown or, you know, a little prayer session with the Lord and beg for help. And so this particular day, I, it was my turn and I was the one begging for help. And this certain day, you know, this lady walks in and I had never met her before. And she comes in and she says, um, is Kate here? And, you know, my mom called me up to the front desk and I said, hi. And she said, I, I'm supposed to pray with you. And I thought, you want to pray with me? Like that's, we, 
it was a weight loss business. So why, why would you be in here wanting to pray with me, you know? And she said, well, you know, I don't know your, your background or if you pray or anything, but um, if you'd like to, I, I would like to pray with you. And I mean, at this point, I'm so desperate. I just, okay, great. Yeah, let's go pray. You want to pray with me? Let's, let's go to the back room. So we did. And uh, it was so, it was amazing. You know, she, at the time I was, I was really, you know, it had been about a year and a half of me being totally stuck on this, you know, thought of dating this one guy. You know, I thought he was, you know, really cute and I wanted to date him and just the timing was always off. And I don't know, it just, it was never anything, but for some reason I couldn't get over it. And, you know, that night I was supposed to go out with, with him, you know, just as friends or whatever. And, you know, this, this lady, she's talking to me and she says, um, she said, you know, let's, let's start praying. And so we did. And, and I didn't even tell her that I was caught up on this guy. Okay. And for the sake of this story, let's just call him Sam. I would call him John cause that's more, you know, common, but that's, that's my husband's name. So we're going to call him Sam. So. I had him on my mind, obviously. And yes, I was depressed about Dan, but I was just as depressed as not having a boyfriend still. I was 21 and I just wanted a boyfriend. I wanted to be married. I wanted to move on to the next part of my life. And so, yeah, she, we were just praying and she stopped. You know, she even, I don't know if you're familiar with the gift of tongues, but she started praying in tongues, which is, you know, it's supposed to be this, this language from the Holy Spirit. You can either pray in the get pray in tongues or some people have the gift of um understanding tongues so it's really neat but anyway so we start praying and she stopped and she said sam is not the one for you six exclamation marks and i said exclamation marks what are you talking about and she said she started laughing she said oh my goodness he he really must not be for you she said, Kate, he, this, this Sam, you, I've never seen six exclamation marks before. I've only seen four. And, you know, God is saying he, he is not for you. You know, he is strictly temptation. He, you need to be done. You need to move on. And I was just, you know, dying because it's like, how did she know his name for one? How did she know that I, I was depressed as I'll get out? Not only because of Dan, but, you know, because of this guy that I didn't even tell her about. And, so then she said, let's, let's pray again. And I said, okay. And she started praying in tongues again. And then she stopped and she said, okay, he's on his way. And she kind of laughed a little bit. And I said, where do I have to go to meet him? Cause like, I don't leave my house. I mean, my mom always said, Kate, he's not going to come knocking at the door. And you know, she's right. So I just said, do I have to, you know, leave? Like, do I, where do I have to go to meet him? And she said, I, I don't want to assume anything. Let's pray again. So we prayed again. She said, okay, he's going to come to you and he's going to, he's going to be very tall. He's going to have dark hair and he is going to embrace you and your entire family. And he's just, he's just going to love you for who you are. And he's, he's going to, he's going to take care of your family. And she said together, you would be a force. I'm still waiting for that to play out. But anyways, um, so it was really encouraging, but at the same time, scary. Cause it's like, well, what if this doesn't happen? You know, when, when do you think this will happen? And at the same time, I'll have to admit, I, I don't get into psychics. I don't go to mediums. Um, I think it's very dangerous to do that because I do think that a lot of them are gifted. They do have the gift of prophecy, but I, knowing my, you know, the experiences I've, I've had with the spiritual realm, I know that the enemy 
can disguise himself as just about anything. So I really encourage you to stay away from any sort of thing like that. Um, it's just, it's, it's dangerous. It is. So back to what I was saying. So she, you know, I thought, okay, I, I can't believe this. I've got a psychic in my, what is going on? Like, how is this happening? And she just said, um, she said, okay, I, I'm seeing six months. Um, let's just give it six months. She said, you know, go home, clean, clean everything out. Just prepare for God to, you know, really take hold of your life. And I said, okay. And then this is what was really neat too. I had just told my mom that morning, my birthday was coming up and I it's on the 19th. And I said, mom, I'm not having my birthday on the 19th anymore. It's going to be the 23rd of July, not the 19th. Because every month around the 19th, we would all be so depressed and we didn't know why. And come to find out, we think it was subconsciously, you know, that our brother, my brother died on August 19th, 2009. So each month around that time, we all would just be very down and we'd have very pretty terrible days. So I told my mom, I'm done. I'm going to spare the family. We're going to celebrate it on the 23rd from here on out. So I did not tell the lady this. And she said, and by the way, your brother wants you to know that he wants you to keep your birthday on the same, on the day. Don't change it. And instead of having turmoil, he will send blessings from God. So I thought, okay, <laughs> you know, that's just, that's amazing. Okay, I'll go with it. So we leave and I, you know, I, I was so grateful that she came in and prayed with me. And I'll have to say after when we I did our closing prayer, the guy, you know, Sam, that I was so stuck on, it completely went away. I didn't want to see him. I didn't want anything to do with him. I, I felt like I, like the attachment that I had to him was an unhealthy attachment. I could see that. And it almost felt, um, it wasn't godly. I'll just say that. So that was over. I felt free. It was amazing. And so then I walk out to the front and she kind of laughs and looks at my mom. She said, get ready to plan a wedding. And my mom just looked at me like, what on earth were you guys praying about? You know, so come to find out too, this same lady, she walked in two weeks earlier. My mom was at the desk and she said, Dan, I need help. Please, I need help right now. Send me help. Two minutes later, that lady walked in and said, I'm supposed to pray with you. And of course, my mom, being in the desperate sense that she was in, she prayed with her at the front desk right then and there. And she was completely at peace because of it. And the lady left. She didn't even buy anything. She didn't even know what our business was. So as she was leaving the office the day that she spoke with me, I said, oh my gosh, I can't thank you enough. You know, can I give you some free product? And she said, oh my, no, no, thank you. Um, I'm not a psychic. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not a medium. Uh, so please just, I'm happy to be here. The Holy Spirit woke me up and told me to come. So just, just an example of how the Holy Spirit can work in our lives. Truly miraculous. And we all need to be aware of it and open to it. It's very important. So moving on, um, about a week later, I went on this, um, what's it called? Like a dude ranch trip thing. It was for my grandma and grandpa's 50th anniversary, wedding anniversary. And the whole family, we were all kind of on edge because it was coming right up to Dan's uh, one year anniversary. 
and it was really difficult. So we, before we went, my cousin and I, my cousin was really interested in joining eHarmony and I love my cousin to death. So I said, oh my gosh, let me do it with you. We'll make it fun. You'll have a glass of wine. We'll fill our stuff out. It'll be fun. So I was doing it to encourage her. I really was. And I mean, believe me, I didn't, I did not want to meet anyone online and I didn't want a long distance relationship. I was done. You know, I had just gotten out of my second one and it's just, it was too difficult. And I'm thinking life is too hard as it is. I don't want to add this on top of it. So I set my uh, settings, location settings to 40 miles of the city I lived in. And even that was cutting it. So like 50 minute drive, I don't know if they're going to be worth it, but you know, (laughs) so then, uh, yeah, so I filled it out and I never subscribed because like I said, I didn't even, I didn't really want to fill out the whole thing. I wasn't interested in meeting anyone and definitely not long distance. So And I I thought, okay, you know, Dan, if you're going to help me find who I'm supposed to marry, you know, don't worry about this. Like, I'm just doing this to support my cousin. And so then, you know, flash forward to the dude ranch and I'm there and we're having a great time, you know, doing it. It was, you know, since it was a dude ranch, we all had to go with our cowgirl shirts on and our boots and act like we were, you know, ranchers. And one of the events was to ride our horses up into the little hills there. So I'm riding my horse. And honestly, my my biggest concern and my number one thought was, dear God, I really hope I don't fall off the edge of this cliff. That is how close we were to just the edge of this this hill, the, the edge. And it was scary. And I was concerned about that. And so I'm, I'm riding my horse and I totally hear I mean an audible voice it was my brother and I probably would have fallen off my horse if it was the first time I heard it but I will tell those stories later I have I've, I've heard him um, quite a few times and this was not the first but I heard him and he said Kate you need to subscribe to eHarmony and I said no I'm not doing that Dan I'm sorry you need to find someone else like more locally and I don't want to go through online I I make fun of online dating I just can't do that and so I I let it go but it was so clear that I turned around to see if he was there and of course I just saw the next person in line which was my cousin and I knew that she wouldn't you know fake his voice or try to make me think that you know it just that's crazy you know why would she do that So we go down off the hill, you know, and we're done with our ride. And I did tell my mom and she said, so are you going to subscribe? I'm like, no, I mean, I'm on eHarmony, but I'm not paying to see my matches. I'm not doing it. And, you know, it was funny on my way to the dude ranch, I was emailing a guy back from eHarmony and it, it got deleted twice. I tried to send it two times and it got deleted both times. And I was so irritated with my phone that I, I'm done. I'm get, I signed off and I was never going to sign on again. So, and I wasn't wasting any money, right? Because I wasn't subscribed. So at the end of the trip, you know, we had this big celebration. We had a dance and I was watching my sister with her boyfriend she was dating at the time. And my sister, she was, she's beautiful. She always had dates. She always, you know, so I would always look at her and then look at myself and be like, really, Kate? Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't get a boyfriend? What's wrong with you? And uh, a lot, obviously. Um, so anyways, 
I just, I kept thinking, okay, I'm not going to get depressed tonight watching all of my aunts and uncles dancing and my sister dancing with her boyfriend because my, my husband is on his way, you know? And after that beautiful little party we had, I went outside and we were all headed to our own little cabins and something just pulled me to the little pasture that they had there. So I went and I wasn't even thinking about my brother at this point. And again, I heard his voice and it was so clear. He said, you need to subscribe now. And I said, okay. I'm like, Dan, I'm going to go home and I'm going to buy the cheapest subscription. And you have, I don't care if it's a three-day subscription. Like that is, I'm, I'm getting the cheapest, the cheapest and you have, your time is limited, you know? And so the next day, so that was August 6th. August 8th, I got home. And I got on eHarmony. It was the first thing I did. I walked in the house and I sat down at the computer at my parents' house and I got my little debit card out. And the cheapest subscription was $119.99 for, I think it was three months. So, and actually, you know what, thinking it, there was a month subscription, but it, it wasn't as good of a deal. And I was kind of nervous to put a time on things. I wanted Dan to really, you know, if I, if he was telling me to get on, I, I, I believed that I should. So, so I paid $119.99 right there. I was instantly able to see my matches, okay, and see who was contacting me. And on August 6th, the day he said, you need to subscribe now, was the day I was matched with John, okay? He was 6'4". He worked in the oil and gas industry, which I had no idea what that was at the time. And uh, it did say he wanted kids, so I was really interested, you know, and, you know, he was tall. He had dark hair. I'm like, ooh, maybe this is it, you know? And I thought, you're just being ridiculous now, Kate. Just, you know, see see what he's all about. So we did. We started talking and kind of find out he was my flex match, okay? So supposedly um, a flex match every month, once a month, eHarmony will will match you with some someone disregarding things, you know, like location settings, for example. Okay. So whoever the best matches minus your, your settings. Okay. So that was him. And I didn't know what a flex match was. I saw the little green flex, you know, and I didn't think anything of it. So I ended up talking with him. We were off eHarmony within three days. We were emailing back and forth. And then I started getting messages, email, and it said, John from AB, uh, messaged you. And I thought, AB, uh, oh, he must be from Alabama. And geography's never been a strong point of mine, obviously. And clearly Alabama's AL, right? It's not AB. So I thought it was AB. But anyway, so then I got another email saying, John from Canada sent you a message. And I'm like, what is going on? Am I talking to two Johns right now? I was so confused. Come to find out AB Canada exists. It is Alberta, Canada. So not only was I talking to someone who did not live in St. Louis, they were not in my 40-mile radius that I set, he was in another country. Like, I had to import my boyfriend, which I think is just, it's really funny. And he, we just, it, it just was amazing. Like, he came in to, to, you know, spend a week with me. I didn't even, people say, well, what, what would happen if the first date was bad? I'm like, I didn't even think of that. Like, here he is to spend a week. You know, what if our date wouldn't have gone well? Like, he, I mean, I don't know what he would have done. I guess flown home. But anyway, so 
we just had a really, it was just really neat. And it, and to make the story even a little cooler, um, he messaged me back the first real email I got from him. It was on Dan's anniversary and I could cry thinking of it. <laughs> One second. So, whoo. <laughs> okay. So we are getting ready for my brother's mass. Okay. His one year anniversary mass. And the night before, I said, Dan, all I want is a big hug. That's all I said. You know, I just want a big hug. And, you know, my mom, my mom had my dad, my sister had her boyfriend, and then there's Kate. You know, I got on my laptop before I went to church. And sure enough, there was an email back from John. And he ended it with big hug, John. So a part of me knew that, you know, God had everything to do with this. And not only that, my brother is alive and he is well. He's very well. <laughs> you know, all of us, we are so broken. We're the ones broken. And he is the one that's in heaven looking down on us, helping us. And he's doing that so that we can help our loved ones, you know, overcome different things and to get to heaven. Because my family has absolutely no doubt that not only is Dan in heaven, but that's where we want to go to. And if we have to do things like this, like try to do podcasts <laughs> and cry the whole time while we're on it, then that's what we'll do. If we have to go to healing conference after healing conference trying to get healing, that's what we do. So as I said before, you know, we are entering into a season of Lent. You know, Easter is coming. And what I love about our faith is that we believe in the saints and we believe in Mary. And we believe in their intercession. And Mary and the saints have played such a pivotal role in my life and my families and those around us. And I know the power that God has. And I know that he is so merciful and works through them. Kate, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm sure many people listening can relate to the loss of a loved one and the healing and everything that takes place after. You know, your story really does show, you know, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And Definitely. yeah, and you know what I really liked what you said too? I love how you said that you know Dan is up in heaven. I think mm -hmm. some of your stories that you're going to speak to in the future are going to really talk about that. Mm -hmm. And then I also know, I love how you said your family just wants to get to heaven. Like I've mentioned before, my ultimate goal as a mom right. is to get my family right. to heaven. And, and not just my family. Mm -hmm. I want to take as many people with me as yeah. I can too. I want my yeah. friends to go. I want my neighbors to go. <laughs> exactly. I want every, I want to see everybody Complete up strangers. there. Yep. Yes. Yep. I want to see everybody up there. I want to hold <clears throat> hands and dance exactly. and just have a good old time up there, <laughs> exactly. you know? And, and sometimes that knowing that heaven really is real, yes. that's all you need mm -hmm. to go through the suffering. Yes. And if you think so many yes. people out there that don't, they don't have that knowing. Mm -hmm. And it's because they haven't, you know, maybe they haven't experienced an extreme amount of mm -hmm. pain and suffering. Yes. But then again, some, some people have and they've, mm -hmm. it's caused them to close that door mm -hmm. thinking that God was 
was the problem when mm-hmm. really he's the answer. Absolutely. You're so, so right about that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 happy to share my story. I'm sorry that I, you know, cried throughout. Oh no, no, no. Oh don't you worry. When I get to mine, I will oh, just wait. Just wait. It's coming. It's coming. So let's go ahead and wrap this up as Kate and I have nine kids to get back to. <laughs> so as we enter the Lenten season, let's just make a real effort to dive deeper into our faith and really understand what this season's about. So Kate and I would like to also just end this in prayer. Okay, guys, this is very short, very simple. And honestly, I pray it all throughout the day. And I'm telling you, if you yeah, if you make it one of your go-to prayers, your life will change as well. I just know it. So we say, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. So guys, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Keeping you all in prayer. We ask that you keep us in yours. Have a good day. Bye.